Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Sometimes you need to take control to make a difference. That's why with FlexPath from Capella University, you're in control. Set your own deadlines and leverage your experience to move at a pace that works for you. Discover a different way forward at capella.edu. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All Hit Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, TV. And to find out about the programming we have available for you 24-7, 365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net and you're listening tonight around the world to the Exxon on, on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network and iHeartRadio. My guest this hour Exxon Nation is Alain Arts and uh, the occult is her lifelong passion. She has been influenced most significantly by Aleister Crowley and Dion Fortune, philosopher Colin Wilson, and witchcraft of a left-hand path persuasion. She is an innate in the temple of Set. Helene is a practicing astrologer and regularly teaches public workshops on a variety of occult-related topics. She enjoys participating in podcasts and audio programs and is a regular speaker and workshop leader at a number of occult-related conferences and events. Joining me now is Ellen Arts, and welcome to the Exxon, Ellen. Thank you so much, Rob. I really appreciate uh, the chance to chat with you about these fascinating things. So tell me, where does your interest come from? Well, it's a it's a childhood interest. Uh, you know, from the tender age of 11, I uh, started to read about various mm-hmm. aspects of the occult. And, um, and then later when I went to uh, university, I did a, a bachelor in anthropology of religions, um, and that gave me, you know, much more of a, st- a structured way uh, to look at various aspects of the occult um, as a be- as different belief systems, but mm-hmm. uh, also as an anthropological uh, phenomena around the world. And then, uh, then I continued on in my studies, and I did um, a master's degree in. Um, 
human systems intervention, which is a very fancy way of saying uh, group interventions. And there I focused on groups and people who join groups and but specifically groups of a religious nature or, right. or uh, you know, different spiritual expressions. So it's uh, it's been a, a lifelong passion and one that uh, I've uh, studied and, and worked with uh, professionally and also academically. Would it be safe to say that all major religions have their founding in what could be described as the occult? Well, okay, so so let's let's quickly look at a definition. What does the word the word occult mean, right? right. Uh, there are, um, you know, I'd say there's one one classic definition that we can look at that would pretty much work for everyone, and that is the original meaning of the word, which is hidden or to hide. Um, and so we've used this uh, word in different ways. One way which most of us is, are probably familiar with is when we think about lunar or solar eclipses. Right, sure. Uh, right, yeah, because then the sun is, is occulted or the moon is occulted. Basically means hidden. So, uh, you know, when we look at, at sort of roots of religions, mm -hmm. um, I think certainly aspects that are hidden from you know, everyday society from the mundane world, uh, definitely they, they form a part of religions because then you have, you know, only certain people who have access to the mysteries, right? So this could be the, the priest, <laughs> uh, this could be, you know, whatever, whoever the leader of that religious community is. Um, I would, however, say that there's probably a pretty big difference between the occult as found in, you know, sort of established religious institutions that, that we know of, um, and occult as it is practiced by occultists. There, I would say there's a differentiation. What would the difference be? Well, if we're looking at, uh, you know, the, the word the, the word religion and, and what religions are, uh, typically what they have as, um, as an approach, uh, certainly a philosophical approach and, and you know, also a, uh -huh. a, a lifestyle approach, is that, um, well, basically you're, you know, you're, you're not quite good enough on your own. <laughs> so you, uh, so if, we, if we're going to look at Christianity as sure. one example, but, if, you know, obviously there are many, as you know, no. um, if we're going to look at Christianity, Catholicism, we'll, we'll pinpoint it that way. Uh, you know, if you're if you're not saved or if you're not baptized or if you're not doing certain things, uh, your soul, your soul, your mortal soul is in danger. Correct? Yeah. If you're not part of the flock, get the heck out and we'll stone you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So what's that saying? I mean, that's basically saying that uh, you know you as a human being are inherently flawed. There's yes. something wrong, you, you know, with you, you creature. Right. <laughs> you need to be saved <laughs> or you need to do certain things that will put you in in good stead with some power that is bigger uh better higher certainly more powerful than you are so you have to follow certain rituals in order to be part of the club you have to follow certain rituals and you have to um you know cer uh, certain dogma right. certain practices all of that stuff whereas when we're looking at occult with occultists there's a there's a different attitude there and the attitude there is more that there is uh there are abilities and uh skills and information that we can access 
without the need uh, of, of a higher power, that, that we somehow we have the right to have the access to this. And, uh, and then that's, that's where we get into the realm of, of the occult and occultists. So they're very different approaches. Um, so where does magic fit in with the occult? Mm-hmm. So um, when we look at magic, you know, that, that word comes to us from the Latin um, magicus. And, uh, and it, you know, we can trace it through the Greek and the Persian mm-hmm. and so on. And basically, it was always referring to uh, astrologer priests, okay? So here we're looking at information that is available if you can, you know, go behind the veil and into the stuff that's hidden. It's information that's available uh, to human beings who have the training uh, and the skills to to be able to get it. So, uh, in essence, though, now today, magic—I'll uh, sort of use a preferred definition, if you will—it's it's the the art and the science of using little known but natural forces in order to achieve changes in you know one's consciousness and in the physical environment. So the occult in general is uh, an umbrella term that, that, that explores all the realms of those things which are hidden uh, f- you know, to the mundane, if I can put it that way. And magic uh, is the art and science of accessing that, that information and being able to use it to either change something within yourself or in your environment. Why do you think that there are a number of people today who have left the established uh, religious philosophies and are going over to occultism? Yeah, that's a great, great question. Um, well, I think part of it is that the established religious philosophies, again, you know, they, they come from the framework, from the frame of mind, that there's something inherently wrong uh, with you as a human being now. Okay. Yes. There, there's a lot of stuff out there in the world. That's horrific. Oh, I agree with that. Right. Yeah. So yeah. we're, we're not going to argue that one. No way. Um, but I think it's a little bit too simplistic mm-hmm. to say that it's because you were born in sin. You know, I mean, we're, if we peel that onion, we're, we're going to be in trouble. Well, wait a sec. Wait a sec. If you look at the birth of Christ, he was born of sin because Joseph, his father wasn't his father. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, lots of ways to oh, decode yeah. that one, that's sure. for sure. <laughs> so, you know, to your question, why why is why is, you know, why why do we see sort of people leaving established religions and counterpart right. so so much more interest in in the occult? Uh well, look, the established religions are about suppressing um suppressing the self in favor of something that is supposedly higher or better. Uh, than you are and obeying it. And I guess we've get, gotten to that point, at least in certain segments of certain societies where that, that just, you know, that's fear-based and that's power-based and it doesn't work anymore. Whereas the occult is different. It is the intention, the sort of underlying intention of it all, and certainly with magic, is to bring out, bring out your own power and uh, be rid of fears because you have a right to be here and to enjoy life to its fullest. Alain, you and I have to take our first break. Please stand by. Exonation Alain Arts is our special guest this hour, www.witchhollow.ca. And this is the Exon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. We're heard Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern 
right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, iHeartRadio, and around the world on TV with Simul TV. We'll be back on the other side of this break talking about the occult, magic, witchcraft, and much more. Don't go away. Welcome back, everyone. Um, don't forget, if you'd like to uh, find out about the great programming that's available for you on Simul TV, how you can actually get a top set that comes with 500 video games, access to over 80 live channels, old movies, movies on demand, and a lot more for a price that you will not believe. That's why I'm not going to say it to you. Just go to www.simultv.com and get all the information there, and you'll thank me. You really will. Exonation Ellen Arts is our guest. We're talking about, well, the occult, magic, witchcraft, and much more. Her website is www.witchhollow.ca. Um, we were talking about a little bit about magic before we went to the commercial break, Ellen. Um what can you accomplish with magic? Well, um, let's look at it this way. You know, magic assumes um, an experience of uh, subtle energy. So, for example, we can only see about one seventieth of the light spectrum, right? Yes. Yet we, we, you know, what we cannot see still affects us, such as X-rays and ultraviolet light and so on. True. So, sim- yeah, right. So, similarly, magic. It is about focusing more uh, subtle non-physical energies and directing them to create change, whether that's uh, change in uh, in the self or change in, in one's environment. So that means that to, to go about doing this uh, requires experience, mm-hmm. um, requires training to improve the power of the mind. And, and very specifically to improve uh, or strengthen, you know, one's will. Um, so if, you know, one of the aims of magic is to train the mind by harnessing and making more consciously accessible uh, such uh, higher faculties, so, you, know, you know, as intuition or inspiration, or creative imagination, uh, you know, and by, and by drawing on the power of the unconscious, so... so um, or subconscious to try and use more than you know the certain percentage of our brain's capacity than we normally do. Then what you're doing is you're really working hard on yourself, and and so and and in doing so, practicing magic tends to act as a uh, like a deconditioning mechanism. Uh, you know, yes, it can be a subtle pro- process, uh, but the longer you practice, the more you change. And the the unnecessary inhibitions and stigmas and guilts and sin complexes that various aspects of society um, builds in are you know are removed bit by bit. So, 
so how do we take what we've talked about in the occult mm -hmm. with magic and relate it to what people call witchcraft? Yes. Okay. So witchcraft, when, you know, they're going to obviously always be different interpretations and, yes. and explanations. So I'll say that right off the bat. Uh, but I think pretty much the understanding of the word witch uh, comes from one of two places. Uh, here we're talking old Anglo-Saxon terminology. Uh, so wise, for the word wise, so the craft of the wise, or it, it also can mean uh, to, to, to bend, uh, like you would, you know, bend um, uh, a branch of wood and make furniture out of it, right? So you can, you can warp it and you can weave your reality. Uh, so it's the craft of being able to do that. So, so essentially, a witch is someone who practices witchcraft, and and this means that he or she, you know, senses and uses the subtle powers of um, reality uh, that we typically don't tune into uh, to accomplish ends that are deemed, in many cases, magical by their cultural context. So, so, so actions that I'm talking about here could, you know, could include divination or, or healing, uh, communication with spirits or entities, uh, casting spells, weather working, dowsing, a uh, whole vast range of, of possibilities. So basically what makes one a witch is that they work with the unseen powers, if I can use that word, <laughs> to produce results in the manifest universe. And so that, is also a way of describing what magic is. So the two are are very interrelated. So it, it's funny. It would seem, based on your description, mm -hmm. that that witches were the first scientists. Yeah, that's um, that's a really interesting point because yeah. when we're looking at what witches do, and mm -hmm. I. You know, let's remove the whole idea of what Hollywood says oh, witches yes, do. I agree. I agree. <laughs> so, yeah. So people who actually practice witchcraft, they are working with the natural sciences. Yeah. Bottom, bottom line, like there's no way around that one. And to 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 have that kind of knowledge means that you, yeah, you know your science, you know your natural science, and you've done a heck of a lot of experimenting, <laughs> as a scientist would do, right? Well, of course. And when we go back in time, we understand and that people should know that it's because of the work of, of what we now today call witches, the little old ladies who knew everything about every herb and every spice that was found, were actually the forerunners of the pharmaceutical industries as well as modern-day medicine. Yeah, 100%. And, and, you know, if we look at it from a cultural perspective, mm -hmm. uh, we can use the word witch uh, you know, might be a little bit more appropriate for, uh, you know, a Western European context, but we can find the same, the same person, male or female, with these abilities who would be called by different names in different, different cultural contexts. Right. So a medicine man or a medicine woman. Yes. Uh, a shaman. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they're, they're exactly what you said. That's and they are very highly revered and respected within their communities. Yes, uh, most certainly. These yeah. these were people who were, um, you know, that's the person you go to when uh, all uh, else fails on uh, the material realm. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, yeah. 
you, you talked briefly about Hollywood, and I, I must tell you that over the 28 years of doing this show, I have had nothing but positive experiences, both on air and off air, with the practitioners who practice witchcraft. Mm-hmm. A nicer bunch of people, caring, loving, smart, mm-hmm. uh, very open. Like yes. There, there's no hiding anything. And in fact, um, I've been one of the greatest proponents in the media, I believe, to, to say, you know what? Witches have received a bum rap from Hollywood and every, mem- every member of the international media. Yes, they have indeed. And, and I think some of the basics that, you know, that, you know, we can. At Kroger, we believe it takes the right team to bring you the freshest produce. That's why we partner with farmers who grow only the best. And that level of teamwork means better, fresher options time and time again. Working with farmers is what it takes to be fresh for everyone. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Sort of all agree are part of witchcraft. Well, one thing is mm-hmm. the veneration of, of nature. Yes. You know, that's a huge thing in, in witchcraft and paganism in general, yeah. right? But, you know, whether this is as per, as a personified natural feature like a mountain or a lake or a spring um, or whether it's as a fully articulated, you know, guardian divinity, um, the cycle of the natural year with the different emphases brought by the different seasons, this is these are all models of spiritual growth and renewal. Yep. And so, yes, to your point, this is a very positive thing. This is beautiful stuff you're working with. In fact, a great majority of the members of Greenpeace are are Wiccan or witches. I didn't know that. That's fascinating. Yes, because of their love of 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 nature, their respect of okay. of all the animals. The uh, is it, it's just a very positive movement, and it it. It upsets me when I hear members of uh, other members of the media, you know, just thinking that, oh, well, Halloween is coming. Let's get some witches on and, you know, we'll get the cauldron out and all the craziness that goes along with it. Instead of taking a serious look at witchcraft, the philosophy behind it, the history behind it, the contributions that have been made to society that society itself seems to suppress that this group of people have made over the years. Yeah, yes. And, and you know, Rob, when you take a look, when you do just a tiny bit of comparing and contrasting, mm-hmm. um, when you look at the legacy that has been left by, you know, the monotheistic <laughs> yeah. paternalistic religions in terms of uh, what's been inflicted upon the human race, you compare and contrast to, uh, you know, a genuine pagan oriented religion 
which of which witchcraft is is uh, would fall under that umbrella. You don't see you see the opposite of the destruction and the pain yes. and the brutality that's that is inflicted on people. You know, people ask me, why? Well, all right, Rob, why do you think Christmas is on December the twenty fifth? If you do not believe that Jesus was born based on the the uh, the information that we have in December, but you believe it was in April. Mm-hmm. Putting that aside, well, come on. It was a marketing plan. It was strictly, let's get some of the pagans over on our side because the biggest philosophy is the biggest is going to be the biggest winner. Like, where, where, would Chris, where would we at Christmas be without the pagan rituals of the Yule Log? The yeah. Christmas tree. Just to mention two of the main uh, aspects of a Christian Christmas. Well, you know, yes, uh, paganism, you can almost say that paganism, as again, as a generic umbrella, mm-hmm. is the ancestral religion of, of the whole of humanity. I agree. Right? So then, then, you know, as we sort of diffuse that or disperse that into different cultures and different cultural epochs and, and times, then, uh, yeah, for sure, if, if we just look to Europe, uh, as you were saying, you know, alive and well yeah. is uh, the solstice, the celebration of the solstice. Listen, I hate to do uh, this because we're on a roll over here, but I've got to take my news break at the bottom of the hour, Len. Please stand by. Exonation, Len Arts is our special guest, www.witchcrafthollow.ca, and we'll both be back on the other side of this news break. As we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you on the Exxon Broadcast Network and our affiliated stations. And networks, including iHeartRadio. Ellen Arts is our special guest. She is in one of the most beautiful cities in Canada, and that is our capital, Ottawa. Her website is www.witchhollow.ca. Uh, how do you, as a very, uh, you know, you're you're a professor. You've hold two degrees. You've got a degree in religious studies, you've got an MA in human systems intervention, uh, you're, you're a very excellent speaker. How do you feel when Halloween comes around and you see how society portrays witchcraft? Well, the, you know... There's a certain aspect of it where you can have fun with it, right? Sure. <laughs> it's it's okay to do that. It's so it's kind of fun to to go into the you know the creepy aspects of of Halloween, um, the dark uh, side uh, of life, you know, mm-hmm. with the ghosts and the skeletons and and all of that good stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's reality. Um, I think the the piece about you know how how witches are portrayed is uh, is a um, it's a reflection of a couple of things. One is there's money in this. Big time, <laughs> big time. You know, let's keep that let's keep that that uh, money maker going. <laughs> yes, but I've often wondered who the money maker is. Is it the candy company or the dental association? 
There's got to yeah, be a connection right. there somehow. Both, and we're going to throw in there as well, uh, you know, anything from uh, Hallmark Card Company to... <laughs> oh, that, that goes without saying. The decorations. Sure. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of money in it. And that part is uh, probably the most insulting, yeah. I think. For our listeners who may not have ever had the opportunity of of hearing the the witch side of, of the story, and I didn't mean to say that in a negative way. So if yeah. you took it that way, I apologize. The 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 Halloween um, version of a witch, where she rides a broom, mm. where she wears a pointed hat, and they're always in front of cauldrons, cackling, and old ladies. Where does that come from? Yeah, and what's the truth? Uh, they're not just it? old; they're ugly too, right? <laughs> we have to add insult to injury. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't willing to go that far. <laughs> okay, let's look at the uh, the broom. That's actually such a fascinating thing, and I think if people understood where that comes from, it would uh, make everything a lot uh, richer. Okay. Um, so first of all, the broom is symbolic. Uh, when you, you know, if we have the the witch sweeping her space, her hearth, her home, whatever, with a broom, what that is actually symbolizing is is not the removal of of you know floor dirt. Um, it is the removal of uh, energies and astral ener entities that are negative, right? So first, what, what he or she wants to do is remove the negative uh, energies so that he or she can, uh, let's say, conduct a ritual or do a spell. And then that's where the cauldron comes in, Um the cauldron um, is, uh, you know, again, we were working with herbs and with plants and, and so on. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so, so we would have a cauldron with everything, you know, sort of working together inside. Could be a healing tincture. It could be something that helps people sleep or dream. Uh, you know, all sorts of different medicinal and other purposes for the work that's done in the cauldron. Uh, but first you, you clear out the negative energy so that you're, you're making whatever you're making in, um, in a, in a, in a healthy environment, if I can spiritually healthy environment, uh, the whole idea of flying on the broom again, that is also symbolic. Um, the broom is symbolic for astral projection in, in this particular case, when you're flying on the broom, uh, so, you know, yes, there are herbs uh, and, and mixtures that uh, people who are knowledgeable with, with plants uh, can put together and they will have out-of-body experiences. They will have, you know, lucid dreaming, vivid dreaming. They will astral project, that sort of thing. So it's just like going down to Brazil and taking ayahuasca. Yeah, yes, exactly. Gotcha. Right. And the broom is simply symbolic for that. It's you're traveling, yeah. right? You're, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Gotcha. So if we knew about that, then then it it kind of changes the picture of the the broom and the witch flying on the broom and the cauldron. It makes it infinitely more fascinating, doesn't it? Yes. And now here in Canada, pretty soon you're going to be able to go to your local corner store and get your own recreational <laughs> uh, supply. And in, instead of a broom, you're going to be able to travel on a joint or a reefer. <laughs> yes, this is true. <laughs> Um, where does the pointy hat come from? Well, um, you know, the whole idea of being draped in black, uh, which includes the pointy hat, mm -hmm. um, that is, that is a very classic and, and still is used today way of, of dressing oneself, 
uh, in prep or for a ritual or during a ritual. So a black cloak is uh, is classic, and typically a cloak will have a hood. Um, and so if you don't have a hood, you have a hat. Right. So you're basically cloaking yourself in black. Uh, now that is not a negative thing because when we're looking at it from an occult perspective, the color black holds power. It, 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 so it, it's not that it is powerful, but that it is energetically holding power in, in one place, as opposed to something like yellow, you know, which is much sure. more disperses it out so everyone can see it. Well, black holds it in and keeps it close. The cauldron. Is that yeah. where the the herbs and everything that was used in order to have the spiritual experience was mixed? Yes. Yes, that would be a very typical tool. And why the black cat? Well, the again, because um, here we're, we're venerating nature, yes. and uh, nature includes the animal kingdom. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, that, that brings in the whole concept of familiars. Okay, right? and therefore black is a color of, of um, black holds everything together or gives a, is, yeah, holds a strength in Yeah, I mean, if you look at it from the perspective, from sort of the magical perspective, mm -hmm. black has a very specific symbolic um, symbolism attached to it. But of course that gets twisted, right, with... With the, with the media, with Hollywood, with whatever, and black is, is seen as a negative thing, as a negative color, when in fact it means the opposite in the actual practice. So, you know, uh, witches, uh, magicians, occultists, they can have all different kinds of animals, and they can have, they can be all different kinds of colors, but the black cat stuck, A, because it's black, and that is associated with something negative, wrongly in my view. Sure. Um, and then the cat, uh, you know, there's a bit more mystique attached to a cat than a pup. <laughs> the whole idea of the nine lives and they seem to be able to sort of go anywhere without you knowing. Uh, the cats are, cats are very different from dogs is what I'm saying. In your opinion, based on what you see when it comes Halloween time or the general, or, or the gen, general perception of how the public looks at witchcraft, what point is more disturbing to you? Um, aside, aside from the uh, people making so much money off it, mm -hmm. uh, using, you know, toxic materials <laughs> and, uh, you know, food junk that's terrible for your system. Aside from that, I would say probably the most disturbing thing is the portrayal of the female. Yeah. Uh, which you mentioned earlier, you know, typically elderly. And then, then I said, and also ugly. <laughs> uh, and the fact that, that a witch is female in the first place, because in real, you know, in reality, in terms of the practice of witchcraft, uh, you know, we, we don't even look really at gender. It's, 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 it's such a non-issue uh, other than to, again, celebrate it, you know, or sex, gender or sex, either one. What about the witch trials that were held in Salem, Massachusetts? You know, yeah, that, sorry, go ahead. I, I, I'm sorry. You know, I, I look at that and I say, oh, here we go. It was just a gender issue that was blown way out of proportion to prove a point and to suppress the feminine. Yes, 
Absolutely. And that has a long, ugly history. And uh, of course, we, we, know, we know about them from Salem, um, but we also know that the numbers were much, much higher yeah. uh, in Europe. Sure. So, um, yeah, we just inherited that horrific practice, uh, unfortunately, across the pond. Do you think, uh, I've got about a minute before I have to go for my uh, final break here, but do you think that the perception of when it comes to witchcraft is still a, 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 a dark magic? It's, it's something evil compared to what it truly is, and that is something good. Yes, I think that that is still the, the general perception, albeit changing slowly. And I'm sure that uh, a lot of people can thank you in the positive manner in which you get the message out there. So for that, I thank you. Thank you. All right, please stand by. You and I must take our final break. Exo Nation, Ellen Arts is our special guest. Her website is www.witchhollow. Ca. And we'll be back on the other side of this break as we wrap up this hour here in the X-Zone. And don't forget, you can uh, still get online your complimentary copy of the X-Chronicles newspaper. 92 pages, great stories, great ads. And all you need to do is go to www.xchroniclesnewspaper.com. That's X, you know, the alphabet X, chroniclesnewspaper.com. I'll be back with Ellen. Don't go away. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. Alain Arts is our special guest. She is in Ottawa, the capital of Canada, a beautiful city. Uh, if you're ever coming up to Canada from wherever you are listening, Ottawa is a city that you must see. The Rideau Canal, Parliament, the markets, the people are the most friendliest people that you'll find. Well, everybody in Canada is friendly. <laughs> but Ottawa is is the capital that keeps this great com, uh, country of ours together. And uh, it is, in my opinion, one of the most beautiful cities in this country. So there you go. And uh, this, no, I'm, I'm not getting kicked back from the Ottawa Visitor Bureau. This is coming from the heart. Ellen Arts is our guest, and she is in Ottawa. Her website is witchhollow.ca. First of all, Ellen, I'd like to thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, for doing the great work that you're doing to get the truth out there about witchcraft and about the good that the witches are actually doing to fight evil. Yes, thank you. Um, what is the difference between black, uh, between a black witch and a white witch? Mm, okay, so you know the colors are are symbolic, and it's really too bad. I, in my opinion, um, the black is associated with evil, uh, and white is associated with good. Um, I think what people are clumsily trying to say mm -hmm. when they use those two terms is about the intention of the person who is practicing witchcraft or magic. 
Um, so if the intention is to harm or to hurt, then, you know, that tends to be called black magic or black witchcraft versus the opposite intention. Um, and, I, and I really think that that's, um, that's what we're talking about when we're referring to those two terms, you know, black versus white. Again, unfortunate because um, the symbolism attached to that has uh, cultural connotations, which, uh, which are wrong, frankly. The color of the candles. I understand yeah. that that they play a significant role uh, in in witchcraft. I, I had a very good friend of mine. Her name is Lady Ashley in Niagara on the Lake. She is a a practicing singular white witch. A, a wonderful little lady. She she's a perfect little witch. Um, and, and she used to tell me the different colors uh, of the candle and what each meant. And, and that was so long ago. I was wondering if you could refresh my memory. Well, um, the reason why uh, we're, we're using color is is a, a, about uh, certain, you know, sort of magical correspondences, if I can use that word, right. uh, that have that link together colors and certain energies and certain planetary uh, or, or astrological forces, for that matter. Uh, we can get into, you know, hermetics, and <laughs> that's a huge, huge field. But the bottom line is that uh, you know, typically red uh, mm -hmm. has to do with passion. So anytime you want to activate something, right? Um, you know, whether it's love or whether it's going out there and getting that job <laughs> and putting your passion into it, you're gonna you're gonna use red uh, for that color. Uh, green is more associated with things that are of the earth, um, and so there then it's typically associated with anything financial, for mm -hmm. example. Uh, because we're, you know, might be looking at increasing our um, financial health, which has to do with the mundane world, uh, versus white, which is typically used uh, to indicate uh, spiritual energies. Um, you know, ye yellow is for harmony. Uh, purple is for uh, for magic. Uh, black is for power. Yeah, so we have a whole different spectrum of correspondences related to different uh, colors. When it comes to uh, entities such as ghosts, spirits, demons, angels, mm -hmm. etc., how are they viewed or what, what role do they play in witchcraft or in paganism in general? Right. Well, I guess to start off with, it's... Um, it's kind of hard to imagine that us human beings here on earth are the only things that exist. True. <laughs> I mean, that, that really stretches the imagination. So I think we're, we're coming from the perspective of there are, there is, there are more, there is more than just human beings, uh, populating, uh, the physical universe. Okay. However large we want to call that. And, um, by the same token, um, you know, there are different dimensions. I mean, we, you know, we're exploring that in physics and science. Uh, so that could point to different entities that are, uh, you know, not physical entities like human beings are and existing in different dimensions. I think that the bottom line is that we're not all there is. And now it kind of is, it's like this. When you walk out your front door, Rob, uh, tomorrow morning, 
um, you're, you know, you're walking onto a streetscape where there are all kinds of people, right? Uh, they could be good people, generous people, hide people hiding things, people who are, you know, out to cause harm, right. all kinds of people out there. Well, it's kind of the same thing from, uh, from an entity perspective. Uh, you know, we're human beings, we're on this planet, and there's probably a whole spectrum of other beings that we're sharing the planet with or the dimension with or the solar system with or mm -hmm. the universe with, right? So with witchcraft, with magic, um, the idea is that you can connect with some of these entities and you can enter into sort of a working relationship with them, if I could put it that way, uh, whereby you can tap into um, certain aspects and, and characteristics uh, features that they have that you don't have that you would like to have. Right. Just like we do with, you know, other human beings. Why do we have certain friends that we have, business relationships that we have? Because there's something there that we want to get out of <laughs> it, which is not a negative thing. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah. So I think I think that's really, you know, it's a very simplistic way of looking at it because it's such a huge topic. But yes, uh, there are entities out there now, whether we call them ghosts or spirits or mm -hmm. demons or aliens, uh, you know, first of all, there's probably goodness knows how many different varieties. And I think that's also very culturally dependent as well. I have talked to many people on this show over the years who are, I'm using air quotations here. Yeah. Paranormal investigators. Right. You know, they buy themselves a GoDaddy website, put up some junk, and automatically they're a paranormal investigator. And I, 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 I listen to them. I'm a former cop. I'm a real investigator. Mm. So I know what it is to investigate, how to collect evidence, what evidence is, and what the proper collection of evidence based on facts will lead you to. So when I hear these guys saying, well, we've got an EVP, we've got a mist in the picture, we've got the, um, the orbs, but they never have any concrete, what I call, evidence. How do you, as, as a member of the, of the witchcraft, of the occult, as a pagan, how do you deal with these people who put a, a negative spin on anything that they just can't understand because they classify themselves as an expert? My God, you're a professor. You hold two legitimate degrees. You studied your butt off. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So I... As, as a former investigator, I take it as an insult. So how do you, a member of the true academic society, look at what these people are doing and the inf disinformation or information, however you want to look at it, that they are spreading and how it affects what is believed to be legitimate when it comes to witchcraft and paganism? Yes, that's such a good point. I mean, it's um, uh, it's... It's really, really unfortunate. I think that's the, the you know, mm -hmm. really, really sad <laughs> because what a fascinating field to have legitimate research and study yeah. and evidence in for real. Yes. I mean, it you know, it changes the way we, we see reality and the nature of, of life and what it is to be human mm -hmm. when we're dealing with the real deal. 
And so when we're dealing with people who, you know, put up the shingle and uh, get all excited over all kinds of phenomenon, um, it just, it waters it down so badly, it turns it into a farce. Uh, and, you know, like any other thing that turns, that, that, that has that characteristic, then of course, it's so easy to minimize it and poo-poo it, right? But at the same time, the, the para industry is turning into a multi-million dollar industry based on yeah. disinformation. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think that goes back to one of your earlier questions, because earlier you said, you know, why is it that we're seeing sort of a, an exodus yeah. out of established religions into the occult? Well, it's because I think I think we've reached that place where we know there's something more to life than just, you know, our uh, meat sack right. <laughs> that we're in hot inhabiting. Yeah. Um, and we're trying to find what is that and and where is it and how do you articulate it? Well, I, for one, know that if anybody, for those who are listening around the world, if they want to find out answers to the questions that you've just asked, all they have to do is go to www.witchhollow.ca. Well, thank you for that because it's true. We do have a resource list uh, on there yeah. and uh, the aim of Witch Hollow is to educate the whole point of it was to, uh, you know, help people to, to get away from all the crap that's online. Yep. <laughs> and there's a lot of good stuff there, too. Mind then, you. Um, but from to prevent them from wading through a whole bunch of stuff that is, is really, uh, you know, substandard mm -hmm. um, and get them good, solid information that that stands the test of, uh, uh, you know, of the discerning. And then I have to say so long for you with you tonight uh, i look forward to the next time we meet here in the x-zone but i thank you very much for sharing an hour with us and i look forward to the next time we chat and bring light to what many people believe is a dark topic i'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news don't go away mm -hmm.